From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and White, the new definition of color commentary. And as always, I'm Jerry Brooks, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, and tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. Uh, I definitely want to start off today by offering an apology to all of you in the Black and Right Coalition. Uh, our studios, our world headquarters, if you will, is here in North Florida. And sadly, for about the last eight straight days, uh, North Florida uh, and South Georgia have had to deal with a series of really ugly thunderstorms uh, and has been that way for that long for over a week every day every day every night oh my goodness it's just annoying I mean yes we've had to deal with thunder lightning strikes torrential rain uh, possible and definitely some flooding in certain areas and also po either power disruptions or power outages <clears throat> Excuse me. And that is what we've been dealing with uh, yesterday. I wasn't able to get any an audio episode or a video episode done uh, in Black and White Daily because of the disruptions to the power grid and all the storms and the like. So I definitely want to make sure that I give a heartfelt and sincere apology uh, to all of you who might have been expecting a, uh, an episode yesterday, be it audio or video, and we just weren't able to do it. And I apologize for that outright, but the weather is getting a little bit better and a little bit more stable, and we should be back up to regular speed uh, by tomorrow. So you should expect a, an, a video episode of a Black and White right Daily on our Rumble channel as well as an audio version as well so it would it's kind of we've had wtf friday every single day of the week so this is one thing that we do not have control over so i do apologize uh wholeheartedly and sincerely uh for letting y'all down but we just cannot control the weather and that is unfortunate i kind of wish we could but it's all right. We're good. So, anyway, right now, uh, getting into some of the news of the past 24 to 36 hours. Oh, it's been intriguing, to say the least. Now, I'll definitely get to Adam Schiff's bad day. Um, that's for sure. Uh, but I definitely want to get to some breaking news that... Uh, happened a little while ago. We've now from another John Solomon blockbuster from Just the News. Headline, IRS whistleblower says search warrants charges for Hunter Biden blocked. Joe met with Chinese client. So, <clears throat> interesting. The, the last part there, apparently Joe Biden attended a meeting with Hunter 
and and officials from a Chinese energy firm and and there is evidence for this <clears throat> so I thought oh usually when I see something that's a blockbuster by John Solomon read it and you will learn much because the mainstream corporate media are lame pathetic and predictable but just reading a little bit because I want to get into this because there is something there are some things that just really in light of Hunter Biden and his sweetheart plea deal I'm thinking to myself yeah sure this whole thing is not even close to over now of course Hunter Biden's attorneys, the mainstream media, their MSLSD is just loving on this guy named Chris Clark, who's Hunter's attorney. And so it's like, well, now you see, well, I said, no, 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 no. This is the tip of the iceberg. There is still a boatload of evidence to be put together in this investigation of the Biden crime syndicate. But just for this particular case, uh, yeah, let, I just want to uh, just read a little bit of the story from uh, John Solomon. A supervisory IRS agent divulged to Congress widespread interference in the probe of Hunter Biden, including the blockage of two search warrants and more extensive criminal charges while also confirming the government had evidence that Joe Biden met with his son's Chinese business partners, according to testimony released Thursday, today. So I'm thinking, wow. But it does get better. Just the news obtained the testimony of IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley shortly after the House Ways and Means Committee voted to pierce Hunter Biden's tax privacy and make the agent's allegations of preferential treatment and political interference public. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is oh, this is gonna get fun. Now let's see. And a little bit further down. This is let's see, who said this? Oh yeah, okay. This is Gary Shapley's a part of his testimony given before the House Ways and Means Committee. And I quote, I'm blowing the whistle because the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, Department of Justice Tax and Department of Justice provided preferential treatment and unchecked conflicts of interest in an important high-profile investigation of the president's son, Hunter Biden. Okay, and you and some of y'all want to say, oh, this is nothing, you know, this was nothing, see, or, you know, say, hey, we're not a two-tier justice system, which is a absolute load of horse manure, absolute load, because all this says, Hunter gets slapped on the wrist for two tax misdemeanor charges and an illegal uh, gun charge. Um, and that couldn't simply go away. And frankly, the Delaware, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware didn't exactly help either. 
because, well, he was a Trump appointee. It's like, no, he, he might have been appointed, but it just means you don't know how the process of selecting U.S. attorneys happens because U.S. attorneys are, uh, are picked by the senators of their home state. So, yeah, Trump has a U.S. attorney in Delaware who was selected by two Democrats, and somehow that makes it okay? Huh? No, I don't think so. So, yes, so I'm... Uh, Mr. Shapley's testimony, uh, even though it has been redacted, I do have a full copy of it, along with some other... Uh, in, incredibly interesting things, but that just shows me what the IRS whistleblower said. Does it basically makes what happened with these charges and this plea deal nothing short of pathetic? Okay, totally pathetic. So we so we're gonna move on a little bit. Because this is anything but over. Now, <laughs> watching uh, some of this. <laughs> ah, yesterday was a very, very bad day for his royal shiftiness, Adam Schiff. Now, it was bad enough that Schiff... Uh, was just nothing more than put through a meat grinder uh, by <laughs> uh, John Durham during his testimony to the uh, I'm sorry his testimony to the House Judiciary Committee the public testimony now if you want to see a perfect example of an arrogant horse's ass you know, hey, Adam Schiff, pencil neck, melon head, way too cool for school, is. So, let me, a brief exchange between Durham and uh, Adam Schiff. Yesterday, in the House Judiciary Committee's hearing. Uh, I'd like to yield the balance of my time to my colleague from California, Mr. Schiff. Mr. Term, uh, DOJ policy provides that you don't speak about a pending investigation, uh, and yet you did, didn't you? Um, I'm not exactly sure. What when, when the Inspector General issued a report saying that the investigation was properly predicated, you spoke out in violation of Department of Justice, Department of Justice policy, to criticize the Inspector General's conclusions, didn't you? I issued a public statement. I didn't do it anonymously. I didn't do it through third persons. There were but nonetheless, you violated department policy by issuing a statement while your investigation was ongoing, didn't you? I don't know that. If I did, then I did, but I was not aware that I was violating some policy. Uh, and you also sought to get the inspector general to um, change his conclusion, did you not? When he was concluding that the investigation was properly predicated, did you privately seek to intervene to change that conclusion? 
this is outside the scope of the report, but if you want to go there, we asked the uh, Inspector General to take a look at the intelligence that's included in the classified appendix that you looked at and um, said that that ought to affect um, portions of his report. And, and you thought it was appropriate for you to intervene with an independent investigation by the Inspector General because he was reaching a conclusion you disagreed with. You thought that was appropriate. That's not, uh, the premise isn't right. The Inspector General circulated a draft memo to a number of um, agencies and persons. Our group was one of them. We were asked to review that draft and bring to his attention any concerns that we had or disagreements. And when he refused to change his report, you violated Mr. Chairman, I insist on regular order. Well, it's not even his time. It's, it's Ms. Lofgren's time. So the gentleman yields back to Ms. Lofgren, who's not here, so the time has expired. Okay. There you go. There's his royal shiftiness. Acting like the pompous ass that he is. Thinking that he's all that and a bag of chips. Well, apparently later on, on the floor of the house, when the censure vote came up, well, he wasn't that cool. So he was thoroughly, he was censured. He was censured by the house uh, on a 213-209 vote with certain members either voting present or they weren't voting at all. So, apparently, in Democrat tradition, they surround people like Schiff, who is a pathological serial lying sack of crap, for all the things he did for all those years to President Trump as the, for, I mean, the Russia collusion hoax, and part of that time was as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. And so, yeah, he got busted for it. And so now he goes and defends himself and thinking that he's all that because he knows that his media lapdog buddies will do everything in their, in their power to possibly make him look like the poor victim of a mean, mean Republican. That Republican happens to be Congresswoman Anna Polina Luna of Florida's 13th Congressional. A woman who is, and they don't want to go after her too hard because if they do, they're going to, well, they already are hypocrites, but they're just going to make it more obvious because Ana Polina Luna is a woman, a Hispanic woman, a military veteran, and right now she is several months pregnant. So well, we can't beat her on up on her too bad and then, of course, here's his royal shiftiness, thinking that he's all that and so smart, along with other uh, California Democrats like Eric Swalhead, or Swalwell, and Ted Lieu. All perfect examples of beta males. They are wimpy, they are arrogant, they got no sense of integrity, they just are political animals who believe that they are superior, well, beasts. Okay, so whatever. So now, of course, I don't even know what the Sam hell was wrong with McCarthy when things got a little out of, well, a little nutty on the floor of the house and he couldn't seem to get order there for a little bit anyway. So I don't know, but... There is absolutely nobody who I have 
less sympathy for than Adam Schiff. So, yay. So you've been censured. Thank you. You can take, you can, he said, I take it as a badge of honor. Uh, no. It's like, you can take it as a badge of honor, but you cannot use Adam Schiff and honor in the same sentence. Wear it all you want, but you're not effective. You're a lying a-hole. Sorry. I'm sorry the language is a little spicy, but I don't care. Because I'm sick and tired of people like him, as deranged and as mental as he is, getting away with lying and using and abusing his position of power and trying to make the world believe that he had all this evidence. He didn't have jack squat. No, this has nothing to do with the special counsel. But he didn't have a thing. He didn't have it for years. And so now that he's been censured, he's going before the ethics committee. So yeah, knock yourself out, baby. Let's see how many of your Democrat friends will be there to help you. But you have... You, you can <laughs> you can do whatever the heck you want. You can call it a badge of honor. You can do whatever. But frankly, uh, I, I frankly, you should be expelled. And anything short of expulsion, in my view, uh, is just more weakness coming from the House majority, and namely its leadership, which means McCarthy and Scalise, Elise Stefanik, and others. Sorry. If you actually had some stones, I wouldn't have become an independent. So there's that. Adam Schiff's very bad day. So, okay. So, <laughs> we, we move on to something a little bit more intriguing. Now, President, well, Biden apparently called Xi Jinping a dictator which the timing of it was awful because Tony Blinken Secretary of State was coming back from China to try to stabilize relations which really is bending over and grabbing the ankles because uh, the Chinese want him to but apparently Biden didn't get the memo called Xi Jinping a, a dictator and here comes the Chinese foreign ministry uh, going, uh, oh, Biden, a bad boy. You are ridiculous. You will bend over and grab the ankles when we tell you. I'm like, because essentially that's what it is. Because the Chinese have got, the, the communist Chinese have got so much on Biden Hunter and Joe, I'm like, oh my gosh, for him to do that was not exactly the best timed uh, thing. <laughs> so it's really kind of funny. But, uh, <clears throat> oh well, but th th this is kind of funny that, he, that Biden would do that after all the effort that and Blinken made to go over there and to kowtow to China, especially when he made his ill-fated statement of 
Well, we don't support uh, Taiwanese independence. We've always felt that there should be a one China policy. I'm like, really? Really? When did that happen? You know? I, I just don't know. So, uh, I, I, to me, when I, heard that, when I heard that from Blinken, before he left China, I thought, oh my gosh, folks. Stand by. China, it's essentially the United States State Department and the Biden regime have given China the green light to go after Taiwan. Now, this is bad enough, but you add what's recently happened with China getting a base in Cuba. Cuba, 90 miles off of Florida. That ain't cool because this base would be nothing more than a listening post and a, I mean, right there within United States you know, hop, skip, and jump to the United States to conduct offensive cyber warfare. And this is frankly worse than the Cuban Missile Crisis of 62 during John Kennedy's administration. That was bad enough dealing with Khrushchev. But you're not dealing with the Soviets anymore. You're dealing with communist China, which in some ways is worse. Because since Biden and Blinken pretty much made, you know, Blinken goes over, bends over, and grabs the ankles for the China, communist Chinese, then you have Biden opening his big mouth, calling Xi Jinping a dictator, and tell, saying that China is a country with, quote-unquote, real dip, economic difficulties. Which, in their own way, they do, but... They're all over the place. They are going for it. They're, they're going for it, the communist Chinese, and they're going hard. So what's going on with Cuba is a, what, how the Biden administration responds to this Chinese base in Cuba is really going to be determining what they're going to do when, and I don't even think it's if anymore, but when... Communist China goes after Taiwan and pretty much takes the world's supply of semiconductor chips and messes everybody up for years. I don't know. I don't know what these people are thinking, but hey, what can you do? We're dealing with a corrupt and idiotic regime we are this is joe biden in a nutshell and i'm ready to just simply laugh at all of these people in 2020 who got all upset and got all triggered and they tried to go after me and well you can get mad all you want you can be offended all you want doesn't change the fact that well, I was right, and it is. It's awful, and, and it's not getting any better. I mean, this, frankly, in my view, 
what's gone on with Biden and all of the other foolishness that's happened. You know, the economic problems, people who are in real bad shape, in very bad straits because of inflation, because of the economy, because of taxes, because of the psyops that's going on to get especially Trump supporters to get them to be discouraged uh, and to be just demoralized. But and I and I'm definitely looking to get into uh, get into some of this because what's going on? This is a psyop because how many Trump supporters will get all bummed out and depressed and so on and they just want to get people mad at Trump because that is the that's the objective really that's exactly what they want but well we continue on with the craziness that's out there now Speaking of 2024 and President Trump, two stories that are related in their own way. And, oh baby, this is just too weird to get into. A great story yesterday from Just the News. Headline, Georgia won't update Dominion voting machines before 2024 despite cybersecurity expert warnings. Okay, now can anybody, this is, this is why the state of Georgia, at least Georgia Republicans, had themselves one amazing convention just a couple of weeks ago where President Trump did speak, gave a keynote address and was brilliant uh, on a Saturday night before on that Friday, Carrie Lake, the queen of MAGA, she showed up and she did a phenomenal job. And interesting, who wasn't there at that state convention? Uh, Governor Brian Kemp wasn't there. Secretary of State uh, Brad Raffensperger, he wasn't there. They wanted to bring all these old dinosaurs from the old Republican Party to come and speak. Like uh, Mike Pence, please. It's like he would get booed off the stage. Uh, and other, uh, people like Chris Christie wanted to come <clears throat> because the people who were there at that convention with many of them I guess some two-thirds had never been involved politically before so you had pretty much the Georgia GOP MAGA convention because the new leadership of the Georgia State Party is very much pro-Trump, very much America first. Yay, happy, happy. But now, here you have Georgia not do updating these voting machines. I mean, do, does Raffensperger do not understand that you're repeating the lessons of history? You know, you have all these ballots that just kind of poof, pop out of nowhere. You've got the, the, these Dominion machines that have a history of serious problems. I mean, the most recent has to be what happened in Arizona. 
Oh my gosh, that was a mess. But anyway, just a brief uh, look at this story. A nearly two-year-old report was finally made public last week and showed Dominion voting machines had significant vulnerabilities which led the Department of Homeland Security's Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency, <coughs> CISA, to issue a public advisory last year based on the findings. But yet, but yet, here we go. We're now having to once again deal with the very real possibility of of using these idiotic machines or not getting rid of them at all and not updating them and given also of course the explosive growth of artificial intelligence and we're going to have to deal with that oh my goodness spare me you know and governor Kemp ain't sure, sure as hell ain't going to be much of a help that's for sure but but in a related story right now uh, from revolver news headline dem groups are trying to eliminate election lawyers and trump's attorney needs your help to stop them now this has to do with a case of john eastman uh, who is an attorney and he did uh, at one time work for Trump but he's but the story from revolver and I would suggest taking a look at it that there are groups out there like the 65 project and states United Democracy Center which is loaded to the gills with uh, lefties Marxists and Rhino Republicans who want to essentially go after every single solitary attorney that ever worked for Donald Trump. It's real personal, it's real vicious, and it's in, it, to say that it would be wrong would and, and it's vengeful would be the understatement of the 21st century. So yes, we've got stuff going on that they want to go after this man. So you know, I this is crazy just go to the story revolver.news and I will put up a link uh, to it uh, probably this afternoon provided I actually can get things done with my internet but yes this is I mean come on folks they're gearing up already for 2024 Georgia's looking to screw the pooch again uh, you've got people who want to make it real difficult to be a lawyer for Donald Trump and to just sanction him or whatever. I mean, these are evil. Well, well I'm just going to say it. These are evil bastards. And if we don't understand that this is warfare, major league warfare, to be perfectly honest, then... 2024 is going to get real dang interesting real dang fast and the republicans just the rnc just does not give me much confidence or hope that they will be able to counter this 
because they're dinking around, dinking around, dinking around, and they're not doing much of anything. I mean, ugh, it's just crazy. And the Democrats, Democrats, are working behind the scenes, and they are going to be good to go. No ifs, no ands, no buts. That's going to be insane. So anyway, now, so twenty, we're and we're only still in June of twenty twenty three, and we're not. I don't believe we're taking this seriously. The House Republicans aren't taking a lot of this crud seriously. With Schiff, with Hunter Biden, with Joe Biden, the bribery scandal, the influence peddling. They're not doing the they're not doing the dang job. They're not doing your job. And for, and this whole thing with Jim Jordan and the Judiciary Committee and the Weaponization Committee that he's the chair of both. I mean, dude, you're supposed to be a champion collegiate wrestler. And you're not fighting. In fact, I think it's pretty sad. I mean, have you totally wimped out? Have you gone totally uniparty, Congressman Jordan? Because everything I'm seeing and hearing out of you is not helping. It's not giving the American people any confidence that you are who you claim to be. So, I don't know what to do on that one. But, my friends... This is just one more day of adventures in podcasting. And with all of that, I'm just going to say thank you for listening. I'm just going to call it a day, hoping that there's not another storm and that throws off my power uh, here at the studio. But, you know, just hang on. This is going to be a summer. Oh, believe me, it's going to be a summer that you won't forget and I have a feeling that's not in a good way because we still have the appropriations process to go through and that one is going to be pathetic I mean pathetic but as always uh, you can subscribe and follow us here on the In Black and Right podcast we're available on all podcast platforms just look for in black and right and you can follow subscribe and get notifications uh, pretty much everywhere uh, whenever we put up a new uh, broadcast and also you can check us out on rumble our rumble page and you can subscribe and follow us there we've had had some growth and I'm looking forward to more and especially as we get closer to the end of the year going into uh, full-blown election season. So, uh, in black and right at gmail.com is our, uh, we- not our web page, our email page. So you can send us shout-outs, comments, questions, whatever, or go to our website of inblackandright.net. So for now, we will looking to be back tomorrow with WTF Friday. And as always, remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>